Well, I can't just call you man. You could say Dennis. I didn't know you were called Dennis. Well, you didn't bother to find out, did you? You still don't understand what you're dealing with, do you? Perfect organism. They cut the power. What do you mean, they cut the power? How could they cut the power, man? They're animals. I watched it too with trackers. It's an eight-foot creature of some kind with acid for blood, and it arrived on your spaceship. It kills on sight and is generally unpleasant. It's a queen. How did you know that? She'll breed. You'll die. Well, what a joy to not only be back on the Nostromo. Um, we have to be back on the Nostromo twice, don't we, for the original theatrical cut and the director's cut. But, you know, today it's Parker, and it being Parker, for the first time, we're, we're looking at pretty much the entire film, aren't we? Yeah, he, he lasts quite a while. I I suppose my, my thinking this week is, I wonder if he'll score higher than General Perez. Well, I've, I've I've been ruminating yeah. for the last two weeks. I must it's been, say it's been difficult, isn't it? So, yeah, cause it's, he, Perez was such a, a well liked, you know, beloved character. Mm. You know, no, I'm, I've been looking forward to this one. Yep, I it mean, a, a joy to watch. Yeah, we've. I mean, we. For anybody that doesn't know, Ian and I do a, a Doctor Who uh, podcast where we like this. We 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 take yeah. a character from each each incarnation of the Doctor. And we get right the way to the end, to the 13th Doctor, and then we reset and go back to the beginning. And we always call it a palate cleanser, don't yes, we, uh, yeah. when we go back. And, uh, yeah, Parker today is going to blow away any cobwebs of memories of Perez, I think. I think so. Because it's, it's weird, isn't it, that the only, the only podcast that, that doesn't really or hasn't really happened on that much was uh, Mad Max. Because the fourth film was pretty damn good. Yes, we enjoyed it, so it wasn't quite as jarring. But yeah, this this is just—I don't know how you could get two two ends of the spectrum. No, it uh, was an absolute case. joy to put yeah. that disc back in the player and and watch pretty much all of Alien twice, plus the deleted scenes. Then again with the audio commentary and just focus. On the main man, old Dennis. Yes. Oh, Dennis. I still can't think of him as a Dennis. No. Dennis? That's Dennis, Dennis isn't it? That's our Dennis. First question of the day for you, yes. apart from Dennis. Dennis. <laughs> what other Dennises have you known in your life? Who else, when you think of a Dennis, uh, do you think of? Oh, well, it's Dennis the Menace. Yes. Of course. Uh, Dennis Thatcher, weirdly. Mm hmm. I've got him fun. written down. You are? Dennis Waterman, Anne said. Oh, I didn't think yeah. of him. That's because um, Anne likes his music, don't you? Why? Yeah. <laughs> Sing the theme tune, play the theme tune. Um, yeah, there's not that many famous Dennises, really. I've also got Dennis, Dennis Healy. Dennis Healy. Who's Dennis Rodman? Isn't he a basketball player? Oh, I don't know sports, so I wouldn't oh. know. I've also got Dennis Penis. 
Oh, Dennis Penis, yeah. If yeah. he did on an Australia, wouldn't he? <laughs> he would. He would have been good as a Perez. You yeah, know? Oh, he would have been much better as Perez. Yes, be Dennis Perez. And I got two Monty Pythons. I got the constitutional yes. peasant, Michael yep. Palin, but I've got John Cleese as Dennis Moore. Do you oh, Dennis Moore, Moore, your namesake, yeah. Dennis My namesake, Dennis, Dennis Moore. Moore. Mm. <laughs> Lupins, wasn't it? He was he was uh, he, he, he stole was after Lupins from the rich to give to the poor, and then no, 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 start. no, from the poor to give to the rich. Oh, you got it, it the wrong yes. way round. You yeah. remember Dennis Moore? Nobody thinks about Dennis Moore. No. Bless that was, him. That, yeah, that was a good sketch. That was I enjoyed that one. Yeah. So all these Dennises rate yes. higher in our recollection of a Dennis than Parker. Well, until you told me last week, or whenever, whenever you first said to me, his name is Dennis. Um, I didn't know. I might have read it somewhere and just immediately gone, no, nah, that's not right. Because it's not mentioned in the film at all, is it? It's probably in Aliens when you see his bio. It's his bio. We have Mr. Cameron um, um, to thank for coming up with Dennis Munro. Do you, yes. Do you think he, he was a Dennis or a Den? Because there's Dirty Den. There's Dirty there's Den. There's Den oh, from I didn't Bad think News, isn't there? Yeah, Dennis, it's Dennis. still not right. It no. still don't work with, with with the Parker we know, you know. Monroe, yeah. Monroe Parker, that works. Yeah, that works. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I think of him as Parker. I think he's one of those characters that he's like Madonna. He only needs one name. Yeah, um, but apparently Ridley Scott did write back histories for all the characters yes. before they made uh, Alien, and he gave him the initials JT. He was J.T. Parker. So I could see him as a John or something. Yeah? Not a Jamie. No, not a Jamie. What else have you got, Jay? Johan? Johan. Actually, I could see Johan Parker. That's why he's annoyed all the time. Mm. Um, do you think there's any any um, any similarity to the Rosa Parks story? Because they both got Park in the name. Mm. And they both no. refused to give up their chair to a white dude. No, yeah, no, well, that's a good that, that, that's a good connection. But no, I um, ju- just moved the page to behind the scenes. Uh, he's named after Dave Parker, who at the okay, time was a who's uh, Dave Parker. Well, it's a sports thing again. Uh, at the time, he was a major league baseball player who played for the Pittsburgh Pirates. Oh right, oh, no, don't mm. know. Um, I see him as a Dave. Yeah, yeah, not a David, but yeah, no, not a Dave. David, but a Dave. Yeah, yeah. But of course, in the in the original um, uh, Dan O'Bannon script, yes, he, he, he was J J Forced. He was Forced. F A U S T. He didn't want that name, but they made him Forced. No, no. Never mind. Um, yeah, there were, almost everyone had stupid names in that original Dan O'Bannon. Well, he was he was basically writing it for a um, sort of a Charles Band stroke, low budget. Affair wasn't he? So yeah, it yeah it's Walter so... Hill who who yeah. immediately ditched them, and I quite I, I think quite rightly it was oh, the right thing the to do. The right choice. Uh, Alien is one of those. We, we're so used to discussing things that you're baffled by every decision they make. You're baffled by it. You go, what? That was the wrong decision. I think Alien is one of those few films where everything they changed was changed for the better. Mm. Yes. I can't think of anything. There's a couple of there's like a few sequences where you would like to see it, like the pyramid and things like that. But I don't, I honestly can't think of anything that they changed with that you was for the worse that you go, oh, I wish they'd have done it that way. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. Yeah. Uh, okay. Um, talking about Ridley's back 
story. Would you like to know his backstory, the way he saw oh, yeah. his back history for Parker? Um, and apparently, this is his uh, career right up until he arrives on the Nostromo. He started off as a pit mechanic for Speedy Max High Speed Terrafoil Racing Team. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Speedy Max, Max with two two X's. Okay. So he, he was a pit mechanic for the Speedy Max uh, racing team. Uh, yeah, quit. I could, yeah, I could see him sort of NASCAR-ish type. Yeah. I don't, mm, I don't know whether he's good. I don't know. Is he professional enough to do that? You don't want to. You don't want to pull into the pit stop and you've got change your tyres in like thirty-two seconds. And he's going. Well, I'm only going to do it if I'm going to get more money. You don't want that, do you? No, this is true. Well, that's yeah. why he left. He, <laughs> yeah, that could be why he left. Yeah, yeah he, he quit over a salary dispute. Oh, right, okay. Okay. I'm then, detecting a, a pattern here. With, yes, uh, yeah. he party. was recruited into the United America's Outer Rim Defense Fleet. Who are they defending against? I don't know. I don't know. Oh, it's America. They don't need anyone to defend against. They just... Yes. It's got snazzy uniform there in, isn't they? Yeah. He was stationed at somewhere called Skyfire Down. Okay. And, and served as a mechanic of the heavy land transport vehicles. All right. right. Okay. Um, then he's promoted while there to corporal, um, served as chief mechanic at Skyfire Down, U-A-O-R-D. That, 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 that mouthful I just said was yeah. is, is now shortened down Space to that. Corps. Yeah, that's what yeah. Corps. Space Corps, yes. He's captured by Jahar Rebels. What? Who are the, the Jahar Rebels? I don't know who the Jahar Rebels are. Maybe that's who they were fighting then. That's answered your question. During the Torin Prime Civil War. Oh, in, dear, this is not fitting in with my view of uh, no, no. the alien universe. I do wonder, it, did Ridley write all this, or is mm. this fan wank that's come yeah. along? Uh, you, you know, they might have been the bare sentence and somebody's added to it yeah um and it says that he was imprisoned at a concentration camp okay and while there he established an underground black market um and escaped from the concentration camp by making his own eev out of scrap tinfoil um (laughs) oh this sounds awful it I don't doesn't, like this at it, all. No, no, it doesn't sound good. Um, See, and because be- to me, this character, the only way this character works is this is, is like this is all he does. He's never had an exciting day in his life. No, no. Because and then it fits, because he's, he's basically us. Yeah. I don't, I, this is the same with the Star Wars universe, where you get one little character, and then they've had this amazing life beforehand that in no way, shape or form shapes what their behaviour is now. What they are or where they are. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because according to this, you know, he gets an honourable discharge when he does escape and and then he basically, he goes off to engineering school. That's where he meets Brett. Uh, He he becomes a freelance mechanic engineer, right? Um, And then, yeah, uh, starts working for Waylon Yutani. He starts off on the Otago under Captain Mortensen, moves to the Nonabo under Captain Keeney, and then arrived on the Nostromo uh, with Dallas. Okay. All right. I don't need any of that. I think an awful lot is yeah. that that that's stuff that's been added to. Yes. There might have been the bare bones of something, but yeah. That's uh, expanded universe nonsense, isn't it? Yeah. I'm yeah. sure there's novels and things doing this, but no, he's to my mind, Parker is he's a he's a a, bit, a fairly competent engineer. He's left engineering school. This his first job is working for Wayland Yutani as a engineer. 
he's reluctantly ended up chief engineer, doesn't want to be, and that's it, that's his life. It's a boring life. Yeah, I think he, he's chief engineer, not through any sort of ambition or no, he, no, 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 even no. talent, yeah. I think. I yeah. think, yeah, 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 he, he's, uh, he's just, you know, fallen into it, hasn't he? I think they've, um, they've waved a bit of cash under his nose. He is all about sweet the money. Talk to him. Yeah, sweet uh, talk to him and said, no, no, you, you, if you're chief on you, there's no extra duties, don't worry, it's all, it's just a, you know, you get a bit more money and that's how he's ended up in it because he, yeah, he doesn't strike me as someone that would organise an escape from a concentration camp. And by building his own EV. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, I think, uh, yeah, I think a lot of this is, yeah, yeah, the Star Wars fandom style of, you know, just, you know, you know, oh, just adding. It's, it's rubbish. The only thing that we can say is canon is, you know, in Aliens, yeah, James Cameron decided to change his name to Dennis Munro. Yeah. There is, because it's on screen, it is canon. When Ripley is talking to Van Leeuwen, you know, you have the, uh, the photos of the Nostromo yes. crew behind her, and you do have uh, information flashed up on the screen. And you can't see all of it, but I've got some bits, right? Go on. And, uh, yeah, this is interesting, because obviously this is James Cameron who's, who's yes. written this, all right? Right, the first bit that you, that's interesting that you can make out is talking about Parker. It says that he has a slightly unhealthy mixture of sublimated hostility to authority, environmentally suppressed intelligence. Yeah, I, I, I go along with that. He, he hates bosses and he's a lot more intelligent than he wants to let on. Yeah, because yeah. of his environment, he yep. just dumbs himself down. Yeah. Yeah? Right. It then says, the subject's counts did not substantially alter throughout the span of employment with a 0.2 rise in IQ count due to oral inception of intelligence booster Dramox 222. Okay. So, so he's, it, he's took a, a bit of a, uh, a performance-enhancing drug to do his IQ tests. He's he's been yeah clever pills. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah, and that then fits, yeah. yeah, and I thought this is very interesting because this is going to key into something we're going to talk about when we're talking about the Parker scenes. It says limited education in FTL and sub FTL. So what? What do you think of when you see well, FTL? Fa fast and light travel usually, isn't it? There you go. I yeah. think this, we'll be talking about this shortly. So so in the alien world, there is faster than light travel. Yeah. Oh, right? it has to be. They really. have warp speed, yeah. and then they have normal space, yeah. don't they? So we'll talk about that shortly, all right? Okay. Yeah, because uh, I, I think in the uh, um, Alan Dean Foster novelization, they mentioned that the, the Nostromo projects... Uh, a warp bubble around the refinery and stuff like that. But yeah, I, I think they would have to have faster than light um, travel to go the distances they're going. Right. So well, let's get this out of the way now. All right. Let's get this okay. out of the way because because in the film, you know, uh, Dallas says, you know, they've been in interrupted. They're only halfway home yeah. and, and they're all kind of like gutted that it's going to be another like 10 months in, in hypersleep. Yeah. Right. And I've seen, you know, people on forums and that and say, you know, when Aliens comes around and we find out that Ripley was a mother and that she wanted to be in the, you know, deleted scene, she wanted to be home in time for yeah. her daughter's birthday and didn't make it. I've, I, I've seen people say about, what a bad mother that you go away for that amount of time 
blah 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 to, for your job but people do it now yeah it's not a science fiction thing I don't think I don't think if, if mother hadn't interrupted uh, you, you, yeah. you know detected that signal I don't think it's a long journey I think when I, is it Lambert who says 10 months yeah well Lam- uh, Lambert says taken into account uh, the, the time out of hypersleep the uh, the distance travelled the thing so I think because what I suppose what you got to remember as well is is every every part of the universe is moving mm-hmm. so if you this, it's, it's like when you do you know when NASA were doing uh, the moonshots and things like that they, it, it wasn't if they'd have been two days later it wouldn't have been the same length of time trip because everything's moving so it could be that if they'd have carried on they were on the optimal uh, trajectory but by coming out of that it's no longer optimal it could be that's what i'm thinking yeah i'm i'm thinking their journey once that they can only drop out of warp speed once when they arrive back at earth you know yeah. and, and therefore you know they can't go into that top gear anymore you know they're going to have to go the slow way round and that's why it's now going to take another 10 months you yeah. know um and we've got a big clue that i've never noticed before um, when I watched it, the first of my screenings, um, yeah. before we see any of the crew and we have that, you know, fantastic moment of the uh, the, the two space helmets talking yeah. to each other, right? All that helmet chatter. On one screen, you can very clearly see, if you pause it, the screen has got an awful lot of information, all right? right. And it tells you that this is a Whaling yutani ship. It's in the Nostromo. It gives its registration number. It says function, tanker, stroke, refinery, <laughs> capacity, 200 million tons. It gives the galactic position, uh, right. and, and there's an awful lot of numbers. Velocity status, it gives it all that. But it also says, and this is crucial, I think, it says actual time, 3rd of June, flight time 5th of November yeah so I take it from that that actual time is time on earth it's the 3rd of June on earth but to the Nostromo they're like the 5th of November behind um I thought it was the other way around that that they're they're still on the 3rd of June ship time and that Earth, Earth is, is the fifth of November, yeah. right? Yeah, right. okay. But but if that is true, and what we're saying is true, yeah, it's it. That, they're only months away. It may be a year. Yeah. Maybe they've taken a year out to do everything, you know. Um, and in which case, it's not a big deal, is it? No. Well, the, the fact that they react so um, so sort of I was going to say violently, but it's not really violently. They react with such a disheartenment that it's 10 months suggests that it wasn't going to be 10 months so I I, I think I mean because we don't know we don't know whether you are aware of the passage of time in hypersleep Um, Ripley certainly had nightmares Um, so if you're it could be that 10 months in hypersleep because the thought you always get is what what difference it make to them Mm. whether it's 10 minutes or 10 months but perhaps it's not um, mm. But the way they react to ten months, as if that's a long time in hypersleep, I think you're right that the the, the trip otherwise would have probably been, you know, a couple of months or a month. Yeah, tops. They do like eight months, yeah. you know, at the process in bringing up whatever they're yeah. doing, you know, and then two months there, Ship two months back. back. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. if it, if it's if it's a, a huge amount of time, it why 
because they're processing coal, it says. So it's not like a rare mineral that only exists on this planet. So why why would you go that distance if it if if every shipment took you six years to deliver? Yeah. Because of the distance, it wouldn't it wouldn't be cost effective. Look no. at the trouble we had with petrol when it was, you know, two days. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I think it would. It was a lot shorter because otherwise, it, it does make a bit of a mockery in um, uh, in aliens when it's like how when the, the you know the marines say how long how long can we expect a rescue once we're declared over, you know, uh, you know not, that they're missing sort of thing, and they say oh two weeks. Yeah. It does. It makes a complete yeah. mockery of it, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay. So that's out the way. So let's talk about yeah. Parker then. And uh, the first time we see him, obviously, he's in the sleep chamber. Uh, he, yeah. He's there on the left of the petal beds. Uh, Kane's on the right, and uh, Parker's on the left. Alan no, Dean Foster. No nipple tape for him, is it? No nipple tape. No, just those natty little trunks. Yeah. Um, Alan Dean Foster uh, yeah. introduces. Uh, us to each of the characters describing um, what their dreams are like. Yes, yeah. Um, well, that, that's, that's a theme in all of the Alan Dean Foster alien books. It always starts off with describing the person's dream. It seems mm. to be a theme of his. Uh, we even get Jones's dream. Yes, and we will get yeah. to that when we reach Jones. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I've got it right here. This is um, how Parker dreams. So here we go. A little bit of reading for you from Alan Dean Foster. Parker's dreams were not offensive, but they were less pastoral than Kane's. There was little imagination in them at all. They were too specialised and dealt only rarely with human things. One could expect nothing else from a ship's engineers. Direct they were, and occasionally ugly. In wakefulness, this deeply buried offal rarely showed itself when the engineer became irritated or angry. Most of the ooze and contempt ferminating at the bottom of his soul's cistern were kept well hidden. His shipmates never saw beyond the distilled parker floating on top, never had a glimpse of what was bubbling and brewing deep inside. He's an angry man. He is a very angry man, isn't he? Yes, according to Alan Dean. Yeah, yeah. All right, so... um, there he is. He's in his yep. bed. He doesn't move. Um, as the camera moves around, you can see that Brett, of course, is to his side. Um, yes. Yep. This bit, this bit when the camera is just looking around as as Kane slowly wakes up. That bit of music, that bit of score, always yep. reminds me of George Powell's War of the Worlds. The bit at the very beginning, just as we have the narration, oh, talk, right, the talking about the Mars yeah. dying and yeah. how, how the Martians yeah, just, looked. Right, it, is a bit. it is very, very similar. Um, most probably just a complete coincidence, but it yeah. is very similar. Um, yeah, it, it's, it's a, it's, I, I like that sequence. I think it's a good sequence. Yes, yes. And, um, yeah, I mean, Parker is the first voice we ever hear yes, in yeah. Alien. It's him. Um, he's joking around with Brett as they have breakfast. Um, yes. Starts off by high-fiving him, doesn't he? He does, yeah. <laughs> Which see if you get any biscuits on here. Here's some cornbread. I am cold. Still with us, Brett? Clay. Yeah. Oh, I feel dead. Anybody ever tell you you look dead? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, right. I just forgot something, man. 
Uh, before we dock, I think we ought to discuss the bonus situation. Right. Brett and right. I, we think we ought to... We deserve full shares, right, right baby? You see, Mr. Park and I feel that the bonus situation has never been on a, an equitable level. Well, you get what you contracted for like everybody else. Yes, but everybody else gets more than us. Oh, his mother wants to talk to you. Uh, yes, uh, yeah, lights for my eyes only. Okay, you dressed, huh? Parker? Can I finish my coffee? Mm. I mean, none of it, we get to give this a couple of times in the film, and we sort of we sort of mentioned this that this also happens in it, the terror from beyond space, is where they use dialogue that isn't particularly from that scene, and it doesn't match the visuals. So, like we hear Park talking, we don't see his lips moving or anything, no. um, but it it sort of fits, doesn't it? it it's, it's a weird effect, but it does work. Yeah, I think it's the way it slowly fades in. Yes. All the dialogue and everything, yeah, isn't it? it's very you know? cleverly done. Um, but yeah, he's immediately joking, laughing. You can see that he, he, he you know, he is friends with Brett. Yeah. They, they, they seem to be good friends. And we've got his character mm. straight away, haven't oh, we? You uh, know, straight away, you know. Yeah. Just the way, still with us, Brett. You know? yeah. Still with us, Brett. Yeah, it's, it's brilliant. And I love the fact that he looks after sort of Brett, doesn't he? Um which again, it's a it's a very very strange relationship they've got. I'm, I'm sure we'll discuss it more when we talk about Brett, because um, Brett appears to me to be older. I mean, you're yes. never quite sure with Alan Dean, because he he's always uh, looked yeah, old, hasn't he? Yeah. Harry Dean, sorry, not Alan Dean. I was thinking of Alan Dean Foster. Yeah, Harry Dean always. I mean, even even in like Kenneth Heroes, he looks about sixty. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's he's sort of a, an old guy, and it, it's almost like Parker's protecting him. Um, which I think is really nice. I I, 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 I love the character of Parker. He's but also, on, on the other hand, it, Brett seems to prompt him. I mean, he definitely yeah. prompts Parker into well, does, talking about the bonus situation. Yeah, he just mouths bolts. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and, and I love the fact that Parker then goes into the most fake... Oh, yeah, man. Uh, Forgot yeah. something, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's super, and you can just... You, you look at, the, um, like, uh, Dallas's face... And it just falls, and you know this has gone on so many times before. Yeah. Uh, and I, I, it's just, it's wonderful. It's so well, well written and well acted. It, you need everything you need to know about these characters is in this first scene. Pretty yes. Much. Yeah. Yeah. And and I, I find it funny that you know uh, apparently you know. Yafet was always ragging Ridley Scott yes, and, and, yeah. and on at him and on at him, and it, it's the same here. Parker is yeah. ragging Dallas. You know. Yeah, um, I think I think there's. Um, I mean, it, it's it's too glib to say that Parker is Yaffa and Yaffa is Parker, but I think there's definitely elements that were written into Parker, based on Yaffa Koto's personality. If you listen to Ridley Scott and some of the others, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, that attitude of um, you know when Dallas says, "Right, everyone get dressed," it's like, "Can I finish my coffee?" Yeah, yeah. Got to have the last words. Got yeah. a little dig. I can I'm, totally I'm believe that was Yafet. I can yeah, totally I can. believe it. You I, know? Um, I, I sort of identify, I think, with Parker because I think I'm, of all of the characters, I'm I would be closest to Parker, in my work. <laughs> You know, I was talking yeah. about you the other day when I went off to see uh, my friend Priscilla. You yeah. know, uh, she's an ex queen of the desert. Yes, she well, she was queen of the projection box because she used to be a projectionist How come as she well. Hasn't aged. 
I don't know. She's a vampire like Lala oh, Ward, yeah. I think. Yeah. Um, the Who thing is, she 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 was a projectionist like us, and I yeah. said, um, I, I said, oh yeah, I'm going to do a recording with Ian on Sunday, yeah. and I, I, when when Parker and Brett, you know, come along, you know, yeah. to to the mess room and everything, I get a feeling of how we used to be as projectionists in that. When you're a projectionist, you're in this yeah, other sort of part the of the cinema. Yeah. You're an engineer. You're, 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 yeah. You have your own little environment in the yeah. cinema that nobody else goes to, or very rarely goes to. And then, yeah. yeah, you just arrive, and you're part of the team, but you're detached. Yes. You know, because well, for, for a lot of my my working life, I, I won't de- deign to call it a career. Um, but most of my working life was sort of spent in warehouses and things like that. And I think. There's, Parker is the, is the warehouse worker where the company, they know they've got to have them. Yes. They don't like them. Yes. They don't generate any profit. They don't like them. And it, it tends to, you tend to get that bolshy, surly attitude. Well, well, yeah. Yeah, that, yeah, that, there's that, right? I mean, I know for a fact because people in upper management of head office when yeah. I worked in the cinema told me that head office don't like the projection department because there's there's a section of their business that they have absolutely no control over no knowledge of and no control over plus heavily unionized you know um, i mean this oh can i finish my coffee parker's attitude right is totally the attitude of somebody who's in a union yeah you know yeah they'll push they'll push that boundary as far as they think they can do it tip it a little bit more and then they'll do the job yeah, um, and th- I've known lots of projectionists yes, like that. Yeah. There was a projectionist who said to me once, and this th- is this reveals the arrogance that you can get when you are you, you know head of a department, and without you, you haven't got your business. He said to me once, he said, "Without me, all they've got is a five hundred seat sweet shop." Yeah, that's true. They must. But they that must gives you an really, arrogance, yeah. then, doesn't oh, it? Oh, definitely. There's a there's an arrogance there, and I think. I think Parker has that, and it's wonderfully, wonderfully played. Um, I, they must have loved it though when uh, they replaced you with a play button yes. on, on a computer screen. <laughs> oh, it would have been party yeah. time at head office, yeah. wouldn't, wouldn't it? You know, you get rid of them all. Yeah. What yeah. does software upgrade mean? No. Oh. Um, <laughs> and I, and I, I've sort of moved, moved um, sort of careers in that now, and I'm in IT. And I think there's a there's a definite. The developers are definitely a bit Parkerish. They 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 consider themselves a little bit of a a cut above, but they're not respected by management. Yeah, it's definitely. I I identify most with in this film with um with Parker and Brett, and I don't know what that says about my personality other than Jones, of course. Um, but the, yeah, I think they're they're the uh, they're the everyman character, aren't they? Absolutely, and, yeah. and and this adds to the realism yeah. of the and characters in the first film. Oh, a hundred percent. And I mean, there was a big criticism at the time, and it was about the thing as well, wasn't it? That that these characters are paper thin. Oh my God, they're not. No, I they're don't. Just, know, I don't know where that comes from. Yeah, I don't know. They're economically done. You don't need them spouting lines of. You know, when I when I was in that concentration camp, and I ever, you don't need it. It's just that that one line. Can I finish my coffee? Yeah. You know, it, it 
that it, you know the, the fact that he he's when when he comes back in a bit and Ash is in his seat, he won't let him get away with it, and then right. he wipes it down, and that's just total. I've met you know I know people like that. Um, it, it's it's great. It's I mean that it grounds that, it. That's quite an insult, isn't it? That you wipe oh, the seat huge, down. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, well, well, not I, during COVID. No, <laughs> he'd have to get a pack of wipes yeah. out, wouldn't he? Um, but yeah, I mean, that's that, that, that's a bit of a insult to Ash, isn't it? Oh, it's a huge insult. Him and Ash do not get on. I, Ash doesn't get on with anyone, I don't think, apart no. from Mother. Yeah, I don't know. I think Ash Ash has a working relationship with Dallas. Yes, um, but yeah, I, and I don't know whether is it because. Because actually Parker is quite a perceptive person, and he, there's something off with Ash. Or is it just the fact that, you know, Ash Ripley, they were they're new people. This is their first voyage on this crew. Mm. Um, they were both replaced at the last minute uh, at Fedis. <laughs> I don't know where the hell Fedis is. Um, but uh, is it just that? Yeah, he doesn't he doesn't like new people. There's new people coming in, and he hasn't weighed them up yet. Um, but yeah. It, 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 it's a huge insult when he just he wipes that yeah um, that uh, seat down. I like you, the fact that Ash is like mm. yeah, totally he, he just walks away. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. His management, right. isn't he? Yep. Um, so yeah, I mean, he's like, what isn't he? Yeah. When Dallas says, um, you know, we're only halfway yeah. home, he's like, what? And he yeah. giggles at uh, Brett's. Uh, so what? When they yeah, say about yeah. you know the alien transmission, so what? <laughs> yeah. Well, this is this is Parker and Brett's attitude, and you know what? They're one hundred percent right because if they'd listened to them, none of this would have happened. But yeah, their attitude is it's not my job; that's someone else's problem. You know, it's an SEP. It's a, yeah. a Douglas Adams SEP, um, and they're they're absolutely right. Um, but yeah, his and this is this is why I think he ended up chief engineer, not through choice, but through someone offering money because. He's immediately no, we're not doing it unless you pay me more money, mm. and that's the the trouble with people like that is if they're then offered money, they've got no, they can't back it down, can they? They can't go for another reason. I don't want to do it. So yeah, I think Parker's one of those people that would be quite easy to manage, but would end up costing you a fortune. Absolute blooming fortune. Yeah. 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 Listen, you ever notice how they never come down here? I mean, this is where the work is, right? Well, it's the same damn reason we get a half share of their one. Our time is their time. That's the way they see it. No, but, but same listen, old man. shit, man. But I think I know why they don't come down here. It's because of you. You don't have no personality. Now, baby. Well, some of you may have figured out we're not home yet. We're only halfway there. What? Mother's interrupted the course of our journey. Why? Yeah. She's programmed to do that should certain conditions arise. They have. Like what? Seems she has intercepted a transmission of unknown origin. She got us up to check it out. A transmission? Out here? Yeah. What kind of a transmission? Acoustical beacon that uh, repeats at intervals of 12 seconds. SOS? I don't know. Human? Unknown. So what? <laughs> we are obligated on the section. Well, I hate to bring this up, but uh, this is a commercial ship, not a rescue ship. Right. <laughs> and it's not my contract to do this kind of duty. 
And what about the money? If you want to give me some money to do, I'd be happy to. You know, Let's go over the bonus situation. We never can we, can can we just talk about the bonus situation. Sorry, can I say something? Let's talk about the bonus situation. There is a clause in the contract which specifically states any systematized transmission indicating a possible intelligent origin must be investigated. I want to hear it. We don't know that's intelligent. I want to go home and party. Parker, will you just listen to the man? Penalty of total forfeiture of shares. You got that? <laughs> yeah. All right, we're going in. Yeah. We're going in. He says, doesn't he, this is a commercial ship, not yeah. a rescue ship, right? And he's very sensible, isn't he? Yeah. He's absolute, absolutely right. Well, um, well he's right, because he, I mean, what I love about Alien as well is when they come to land the Nostromo, um, it's, su- it's supremely dangerous just landing this ship, mm. as it would be. Um, he knows, yeah, they're not a rescue ship. They're not built to land on planets and, you know, trawl about like that. He's he's 100% right. Also, he's he's got the insider knowledge. He knows that most of the systems on this ship are wrecked. Yes. They're rubbish. Maybe he hasn't told Dallas and everybody yeah. else it, but, yeah, he and well, Brett know the situation yeah. down below, don't they? Yeah, but we know that, we know that Dallas knows, because they say later on, um, no one ever comes down here. He makes a joke and says it's because uh, Brett doesn't have any personality. But yeah, no one goes down it. I don't think Dallas is. I think Dallas is willfully blind to the fact that this ship is in such a state. Mm. And again, that's so realistic. You, I mean, you probably get it. Where, you know, your job, I get it, my job. Where people will, they know something's not fit for purpose, but it's easier to, to pretend it's all right. Yeah, I, I think you're right because you know, um, you know, even the thought of you know you'll get your bonus. Yeah. If you do it, he still doesn't want to do it. He no. says, I, "I don't want to hear it. I just want to go home and party." And um, yeah, it, it is Ash stepping in that terrific yeah. moment when Ash steps in and and no money, you know. Yeah, oh, that's brilliant. Yeah, no money, no money. Yeah. <laughs> and again, and it, Ash Ash sees right through Parker, and he knows that's the Lynch, uh, the you know linchpin to to Parker's personality. No money. No money. And that's when he goes, we're going in, and he laughs because, you know, the the thought of losing his share in everything they've been doing could be gone. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Um, Now, we don't see him during the flight down to the planetoid. We hear him, but we don't see him until the, what the hell was that? Yeah. When you get that that noise. That weird scraping noise. Yeah. Have you ever wondered where he and uh, Brett are? Because I always assumed that they were on the flight deck no i don't they don't seem to have i mean they're not they're not flight deck people are they so they don't seem to have flight deck seats um i think they're down in engineering they are down in engineering i mean i um i've got this alien blueprint book right and we were going to be talking about the geography of the nostromo today and apart from one little instance i thought we'd save that until we do a a special episode just on the nostromo itself yeah, because it's, um, it's almost a character in its own right. Yeah, so. yeah, but the blueprint, yeah, yeah, the the only seating on the flight decks are the seats for the other cr- of the crew, yeah. and, and we all see them sat there, and we see where they're sat next to in relation to everybody else. Yeah, the engineers are in the engineering. Yeah, as, as they should be. It's where yes. they belong. Yeah. Yeah. So the Nostromo lands. Um, how do you feel about this sh- these few shots we've got of the Nostromo landing where Ridley Scott wanted more light at the back so they just strapped those three bloody great studio lights 
at the I, back of the of the engines. I, I love the landing, the landing and the takeover. I think it's it's so simply done. Yeah, you know, it's just a a big ass model on a forklift. But the fact that it's such a big ass model, it's it's super. I think it holds up to this day as one of the best ship landings. It's just it's brilliant. It's so realistic. It is brilliant, yeah. but I know that Martin Bauer has a problem with this scene yeah. because yeah, it, um, the landing lights that they put on on the underneath of the Nostromo, yeah. Ridley Scott didn't think that there was enough light there, so they literally got some C clamps and clamped these wacky yeah. great big bulbs on the back. And when you know they're there, you can see what they are. They aren't part of the Nostromo. Um, and you see them from a couple of different angles as well. And Martin Bauer can't stand that. But yeah. I don't mind. I'm, no, I'm, I don't. I'm caught up think, in the moment. Yeah, I mean, I suppose that's that Martin Bauer's looking at it from a technical point of view, and he knows that model intimately. He built the um, model, so yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. And then I put so, a bloody yeah. light on it. <laughs> yeah, I think that's, that's understandable, isn't it? I think, but but for me, yeah, it fits. I don't know. I don't particularly know while I'm watching the film what the Nostromo looks like, because again, it's um, there's there's a lot of. Ridley Scott sort of doing a shot because it looks great yep. rather than imparting information in there um, I, yeah I don't mind it I think it's a great landing sequence and I say I I like it because it's not the normal uh, landing on landing a spaceship is a piece of cake yeah it's not the Millennium no. Falcon oh, landing here is it <laughs> and this is, how, this is how it would be in real life of course yes yeah um, yeah and I love the fact that like the the, the the landing lights underneath it are just they're higgledy piggledy. Yes, they're just all over the place. I think that that's great because it it wouldn't have if they were all straight lines it wouldn't have fitted. No, um, no, no. All right. Well, once they're down, um, yeah. Parker's on the intercom to Dallas. The secondary yeah. load sharing unit is out. Three to four cells are gone, and it can't be fixed. Yeah, and to dry dock. gonna yeah. dry dock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's when Ripley breaks in, and that's yeah. what starts really pissing yeah. Parker off, isn't it? And he does a Scotty here, doesn't he? he, he because, does, yeah. um, you know, Brett says 17 hours, so he just magnifies it up to 25. Yeah, what we needed was the little blonde uh, mechanic from Mad Max 2 to turn up and go, OK! okay. <laughs> <laughs> that would have um, been good. But yeah, I think, I think um, <laughs> there's... there's this, I don't know whether this is the start of the, uh, the the sort of the animosity between Ripley and Parker, um, or whether anything's happened beforehand. We don't really. This is the first we see of it in the film, and I think a lot of it is down to the fact that he's exaggerated this, but she knows exactly what it is, so she can see through his crap. Yeah, and that's why he's annoyed. It's it's it's, it's, it's again. It's territorial, isn't it? It's, she's. She's coming up from the top floor onto onto the shop floor and telling him how to do his job. Yeah, I mean she's right because he has exaggerated it. But yeah, he, uh, he he's not someone to uh, to pee off easily, is he? No, it's a grudge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean that's that scene. You know, they're down on sea deck. You know, when she yeah. goes down to see them, and you've got all the steam and everything. Oh, I, I mean. Yeah. He's grinning like a lunatic when she yeah. tells him, you know, he'll get whatever's coming to him. What? Why? Yeah. He's going like that with that yeah. massive grin on his face. Well, it's that, I mean, we've all tried to have argument. It's like trying to argue with someone on Twitter and it, this, this discussion, because he's just doing the, uh, yeah, I am, but what are you? I can't eat. 
yeah, he's he's doing all the bully sort of stuff yeah. to annoy her. Um, it, it always makes me yeah. smile when, when Ripley goes, he just turns the steam off. Yeah. <laughs> he switched that on just for her just benefit to, to make it yeah. look worse. <laughs> I don't know what they're doing there. They're venting something. But, um, and I love the fact that Brett is like, uh, what's wrong, man? Because Brett's seeing it as it's just a laugh, isn't it? Yeah. But Parker's like, yeah, you can see it's, it's gnawing at him. Yes. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. He has got a problem with Ripley, yes. hasn't he? Yeah, yeah. Um, the next time we see him, he's chewing gum, you know, waiting for Ash to yeah. check out the facehugger. But, of course, there's a deleted scene. Yes, yeah. Just before that, where, um, you know, when Ripley arrives and, you know, Lambert socks her in the chops. Um, I like the fact that he's sat on the floor reading one of his porno mags. Yeah, I, I prefer the, um, the extended version of this scene because it adds so much to Parker. Yeah, he's, he's almost bored. He's concerned, but he's almost bored. He's, try, he's, you know, looking at the porno mag, and and I, I just love his attitude. But I also, he's got a beef with Ripley, but he also sticks up for her for a bit mm. in the, the extended version. It's great, um, and it show it just adds so much depth to his character, you know, because he says um, she may be right, and she is right, <laughs> you know. It, it, but yeah, it's it's really good. Mm. Um, and he is again is very sensible. Yeah. Straight away, Why don't we freeze him. Just, just yeah. freeze him, you know. Yeah. Um, well, we wouldn't have the film then, would we? If they no. had frozen him, I guess it would have frozen the facehugger well, and the chestburster. Yeah, that's the question. Would it have frozen the the chestburster, or because in the novelization they sort of uh, they they mentioned that I think Dallas is ruminating, and that had they just frozen him, that that alien would have come out mid-journey mm. and they would have been then vulnerable um, but I don't know I think it probably would have frozen the alien as well yeah yeah but even if it had come out of of Kane you know yeah. I mean we're not talking Covenant here the little chest burst they most probably wouldn't be able to get smash out through the glass so it would have no. just been in Kane's little sweet it would have pod been, uh, it would have been Commander Simmons all over again from uh, Space mm. 1989 wouldn't it yes yeah yeah just, yeah and, and just well it could it couldn't even bang on the windows because until Aliens it hasn't got arms has it uh, there, there is that as well yeah, yeah. Um, so I said about you know the geography of the Nostromo we'll yes. save that for the Nostromo uh, episode except for here this bit coming up with the acid drop bit oh yes yeah. right because if you watch that with a view to where are they in the Nostromo? It it doesn't make any sense no. because also, yeah. Also, if you watch it with a view to continuity, it is horrible. Yes, um, yeah. So so let's take this yeah. shot by shot, right? The acid drops on the floor. Yeah. Dallas runs to the door, turns left. Whose boot does it go by? I don't know. Is that a boot? When it goes through well, it to the like next boot, level, I've always thought it's a boot, yeah. but I think it's a cylinder now. Oh, okay. Anyway, Dallas, he, he, he runs out of the infirmary, yeah. turns left, goes to the end of the corridor where there's a ladder, goes yeah. down the ladder. Yes. Right Now, what, of course, he should do is, as soon as he goes down the ladder, he should go back on himself. Yes, so back I, the way he's come, yeah. Back the way he's come, turn right, and then he'll be in the room directly underneath the infirmary, yeah. right? Um, but he doesn't. Instead, he goes, he goes off down a corridor at 90 degrees to where he should have been going. Yeah. Right. Well, I, I think it's again, it's um, much like uh, John Carpenter. I think Ridley Scott, he he creates scenes in the edit, 
So some of these scenes might not even be from this. I mean, when when Dallas is going through the uh, the air ducts later, one of the scenes is Ripley climbing down to the cocoon scene, mm. and it's meant to be Dallas. Um, yeah, so I think I think the the chances of working out your way around the Nostromo from this film would be slight. No, yeah, he definitely goes the wrong direction. Yeah, I, and and you know, if you look at the blueprints, that the, the ladder is there, and it is. Yeah, the room underneath the infirmary is a storage room, which is where Parker arrives and actually sees it coming out. And that is a storage room. But yeah. when we have, when they go down to sea deck, it, again, Parker goes in completely the wrong direction to where he should be going. But it doesn't matter. It doesn't no. matter. Um, no. And, uh, and he says to the others, don't get under it, don't get under yeah. it. And uh, it's him who, who decides it's got a wonderful defence mechanism. Yeah. Well, you get, I mean, Parker gets some of the best scenes and the best lines doesn't he um, and yeah this is one of the classics he's got a wonderful defence mechanism you don't dare kill it um, and it, yeah it, it's great It's uh, it, I love the way he delivers his lines as well there's no it's so naturalistic yeah well, a lot of this film was ad-libbed, and I think, you know, earlier, the can I finish my coffee first? That could be a yeah. Yafet yes, uh, ad-lib. And this could be here. And you say about great lines, the next bit where you've got Brett and Parker trying to uh, fix things oh, in the yeah, engine room. Are you coming? Feels like we've been here for a month. Yeah, I know what you mean. They should listen to us and never come to this planet in the first place. Right. Should have landed on this damn ball, I know that. Yeah, you're right. The sooner we get this thing passed up, the sooner we get out of here. Get my own ship. Hope I live to see it. This place gives me the fucking creeps. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I think I've got it. All right, ready? I'm sorry, my friend, you don't have anything. Man, I was sure that was it. Well, it's not, man. Try the next one. What engineering school did you go to? Well, come on, man. Try the next one. Well, try the next one. What's happening down there? Oh, shit, man. My Johnson's what's happening, man. You know that? A lot of work, Ripley. Real hard work. Yeah? You ought to try sometime, baby. Oh, honey, I got the toughest job on this ship. I gotta listen to all your numbers. <laughs> Would you get off my back, please? Oh, you poor baby. I'll get off your back as soon as 12 module is fixed. <laughs> this broad's a bitch, man. <laughs> And there's 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 various versions of this scene. Yeah, I, and, and I, I will yeah. have just played uh, yeah. the the uh, extended version. I mean, yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, on the Blu-ray, it goes on and on and on. Yes. But I do like the one which they didn't use in the final version, which is when Brett seems to try attempting a Cockney accent, yeah. and uh, Parker attempts a posh. British yeah. accent, doesn't he? You've got nothing. <laughs> You've got nothing. My yeah, friend, I, you I, have nothing. It's, it's brilliant that scene. Yeah, I wish, I wish that that was the one they used. I can see why they didn't. But yeah, I, I can imagine they just filmed this over and over and over, ad libbing, doing different stuff. 
you know, and then Ridley just chose the the version he wanted. But it, it's great. I love any scene with these two together just talking. Yeah, it's so watchable. Also, I mean, you know, if you watch the documentaries and everything, you know, Ridley Scott had said to Yafat Koto, "Needle Sigourney." Yes. You yeah. know, and and when you know Ridley comes on the intercom and he like. You know, he's like, just once, man, just once. Yeah. You, know? you can see it, it; it's boiling up inside him. I can totally believe yeah. that that carried through into into real life. Oh yeah, yeah. He, um, well, he's a bit of a method, any old uh, or was sadly Yaffa. He was, uh, yeah. He he was definitely um, treating Sigourney Weaver like he was treating Ripley as mm. as Parker. It yeah. couldn't have been a nice atmosphere, especially because. Um, uh, Sigourney Weaver was very, very um, worried, wasn't she, during the making of this? Because she was. This was her first feature film, mm. and um, yeah, she didn't know what was going on. She thought they were going to sack her every day when she turned up. Um, so yeah, she was already uh, nervous, and then to have Yafet Koto decide to pick on you. <laughs> I wouldn't oh want him God, picking on no. me. Bloody hell! Um, all right. Well, after that, we don't see him again until they take off. Uh, yep. Where we have the great line, spit on it for two yeah. minutes. <laughs> yeah, again, that could be ad lived. You know, walk in the park. Yeah, it's it's great, and you feel elated that they got this ship off the ground. Yes. You don't. None of that was like you say with the Millennium Falcon or anything, is it? It's like just punch it, chewy, psh, gone. Yeah. This one, it's like, yeah, you're having to coax this ship up through the atmosphere. Yeah, and that and that's where we get confirmation that. Um, Parker and Brett are in the engine room because yes. Ripley says at one point engine room red clip status yeah. um, so they are definitely in the engine room um, and Parker's given you the job of retracting the struts yeah. those little side rod things on the side and I love his line of walk in the park yeah, when they've brilliant. done it you know it's great yeah and everyone's happy by that you know yeah. it is a massive relief that they managed it I'm glad we don't see the redocking of the Nostromo to no, the refinery. Need, yeah, we don't need to. Um, the hard bit's been done. Yeah, you don't... Because you could have easily had a five-minute section just reversing it. Um, but, yeah, it, it's just totally unneeded. Mm. Mm. Um, next time, um, he sat next to, uh, looking very chilled, uh, Dallas. Parker yeah. is sat there eating out of a Tupperware bowl. Yeah, um, he's almost again, continually eating for the rest of yes, the, yeah, these next few right scenes, up until yeah, it's the like mashed potatoes to me. Yeah, it, it is something like that. He's always yeah. picking at it, and um, again, he's suggesting, well, why don't we freeze him? Um, yeah. You know, um, and but Dallas was relaxed. He, he gets a bit irritated by the whole right scene about you. Uh, well, every, again, it, Brett, you always say right. I don't think Dallas is a very good captain or manager I think he's one of the he's, he's happy to plod along when things are just going routinely and he he never really makes any decisions and then in this almost all the decisions he makes are terrible and then like this sequence where you've got you know people after, after a very stressful situation you've got your, your workforce is letting off a bit of steam in a very light hearted way he jumps all over it mm. what a git <laughs> All right. Well, he's still picking at his food when they go yes. along to see Kane, who's uh, yeah. who's uh, woken up, and he is still eating when Kane is uh, well, I, trying yeah. to remember. 
yeah, I love I love the again the the subtlety of this film is just amazing. So because yeah, he gives uh, Kay because Crane says I'm so thirsty and he gives him the cup he was drinking out. And then Ash immediately comes over and replaces it with a clean cup, mm. which I think is sort of the the flip side of wiping the seat down. Yes, yeah, you know, yeah, um, it, good it's observation. Great. Yeah, it's so so clever, but yeah, he's um, yeah he he's sort of he's so happy to see. Uh, you know that Kane. I mean, for all, they think he's, it's over, isn't it? He's, yeah. he's well. They're on their way yeah. home back to the old freezerinos, yeah. aren't the they? Freezerinos. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. I, I I find it interesting that you know um, you know Kane says, "Can I have something to eat?" And they say, yeah. "One last meal." And Dallas says, "I'm buying." So I yeah. guess you have to pay for the, for your own food on the Nostromo, do you? Yeah, I I reckon that anything you use because we know that Weyland Yutani is a is a tight ass company yes. so I imagine anything you use is is billed to you at the end of the voyage mm. um, so although although it's all free I bet they I bet they got some sort of swipe card system where you have to swipe for your breakfast and, yeah mm. so I like yeah Dallas is uh, one more meal before bedtime I'm buying yeah and it's uh, that's a break because immediately yeah <laughs> got to have the last line and have a drink <laughs> oh I love him yeah well at the Last Supper, I mean, yes. you know, he sat next to Cain, um, and yep. it's very indistinct, but when this scene starts, um, he's talking across the table to Ash, and he says yep. something along the lines of, what happened to this guy one time? But unfortunately, we, we get a cut, and he stopped talking, so I don't yep. know what that was, but he well, was definitely I, looking at yeah. Ash and talking to Ash. I think it's, because um, it's in, in the... Uh the story I think they were going to do is in the book, isn't it? It's the, the I think the the novice uh, officer that went oh. to a zero G brothel, right? And I think that was going to appear <laughs> here. Um, but you imagine trying to doing a joke like that to Ash of all people? Yeah, 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 yeah. But you, you can see Parker it, telling that story though, yes, can't yeah. you? Oh, hundred percent. I wish oh. they kept it in. Yeah. Um, but yeah, again, lots of overlapping dialogue, lots of um, crossfades. Yeah, um, and it's all very natural, isn't it? It's, it's all it's, very it's, naturalistic. Yeah, all this. So naturalistic, and um, yeah, and then we get the um, the slightly uh, risque joke from uh, from Parker, which as a kid I never really understood. I tell you what, yeah. I tell you what, I can I distinctly remember when I used to show this. The floor yeah. staff, the female floor staff, yeah. were quite shocked by that. Yeah. I'd rather be eating something else, yeah. and the yeah, sly yeah, look to Lambert. Food, you know? yeah. <laughs> they I'm were thinking, quite, yeah, and these were like teenage girls, and they were still yeah. quite affronted yeah. by it. <laughs> Different world, isn't it? I remember thinking this like as a kid when watching it, and thinking, what, what else would he be eating? Dessert? What? <laughs> yeah. I was naive. I was right naively. Yeah. Um, but yeah, great, great bit of humour. Probably an ad lib. More than likely. Yeah, old Parker's yeah. a dirty boy. Um, so yeah, I mean, he's still laughing over that when yeah. Kane starts choking, doesn't he? Yeah, well, we get the, the again the, the, the great line where um, he goes, I, don't talk to me about this food. Because um, uh, Kane says, the first thing I want to do is get some real food. And uh, Packers, you don't need to tell me. I know what this food's made from. And then when he starts choking, he, he again, I didn't want to add a little. Where he goes, um, the food ain't that bad. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And he's imme- yeah, immediately concerned. Yeah, and uh, he he gets the job when it all starts yeah. kicking off of trying to get the spoon into yeah, Kane's mouth. Which they milk. don't recommend now, do they? 
if someone's having a seizure, don't try and ram a no. metal implement. They'll break their teeth. Yeah, yeah. And it, it, it's bad continuity here because sometimes his hand's there at his mouth, yeah. sometimes it's not. Um, well, it, yeah, this, I mean, the, as we all know, these, these sequences are made up from multiple takes. Um, this this whole sequence is a, again. I don't mind it, but it's a continuity nightmare. If you like, the blood splatter changes completely every shot. Yeah. Um, yeah. His positioning changes, but I don't. It's like the overlapping dialogue. It's like I think it just adds to it now. Um, but yeah, he's straight in there, and he's straight away. I mean, Ashes because we know Ashes later on. It, it, he's he wants this to happen, but he's useless as a medical officer, isn't he? Mm. Yeah, you know, he's absolutely useless. Mm. And Parker's straight in there trying to hold him down, trying to get the, the, the that uh, that uh, spoon into his mouth. And I, I used to have a set. Do you remember them where you used to get metal spoons with wooden hands yes. inside? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Those Don't were the days. Anymore. Yeah, and he's straight in there. You know, when the uh, chest burster comes out, he picks yeah. something up. He picks, up a, he picks up what looks like a butter knife. Yes, yeah, something like that. And yeah. you know, Don't two stabs. Don't, yeah. Don't touch it. Don't touch it. Yeah. And um, and uh, yeah, wh whatever he is holding, when we get that uh, wide reaction shot yeah. after the chest butter chest burster scuttles away, uh, he's dropped it. Whatever that yeah. was, Cause I, and I think it again shows that despite his protestations, he's there straight away when someone needs help, and he's quite a brave man. Yeah, you know he's going he's going to take it on. Yes, yeah. Um, after this, there's a deleted scene, which I thought we would say for the Brett episode, which yeah. is very curious because you you have a very talkative Brett asking Ash, what can we do, yeah. you know? And Parker's there, and Parker is furious, you know? Yeah. He wants to nab the little thing, you know? Yeah, so it's, it's a good scene, but you can sort of see why they cut it. Um, because, yeah, it, like you say, it's a very verbose um, uh, Brett that we don't get elsewhere. Um, but yeah, it's, it's an interesting scene in its own right. Mm, yeah, yeah. And as I say, we'll pl pl play that in the Brett episode. Yeah. Um, he's there chewing gum when Brett is demonstrating the cattle prod. Yeah. Um, Dallas says to him, Parker, I don't want any heroics from you. Yeah. Um, because he is the type that would fly off the handle, isn't oh, he? Oh, yeah. He, he, he's the sort that would do something stupid. Um yeah, and, and Dallas knows it. It's like, yeah, don't want any heroics. Mm. Just get in the airlock and blow it out into space. Do you think this was a good decision of, of Dallas to actually team up Brett and Parker with Ripley? I think they work really well together. And again, I think it's... Because I, I, it there's, there's this whole... I mean, we'll get to it when we do Dallas and Ripley, but there's this whole thing of, of is are they romantic? Is there romantic? And I, I've never really read any... In the way it's portrayed and the way it's edited in the final version, I don't get any... No, nor do I. Uh, ...any uh, romance between the two. And I wonder if he's... Because he, he says um, that Ripley was forced on him at the last minute. He doesn't know her. So is it a case of he's gone with the people he knows? Oh, maybe. You know, maybe. again, he's, he's quite he's quite a bad boss, isn't he? Mm. Um, but I do think I think um, for all their sort of not getting on with each other, I think they work well as a team. Ripley, Parker, and Brett. Yeah, this this searching yeah. Uh, yeah. It, to begin with goes quite well. I hadn't realised until uh, watching this that uh, B deck is 
the noisiest of the three decks. Whenever anyone's on B deck, you've got this heartbeat yeah. pulsing <coughs> rhythm yeah, it's like noise. It's the engine noise, isn't it? It is, but yeah. but C deck is quite much quieter than B yeah. deck, and this is where they're searching. They're on C deck. Um, and I guess you've got to have quiet down there because you need the quiet for the suspense of the locker yes. scene coming up and Brett's death as well, haven't you? Yeah. And it, I mean, it could be that that sea deck, which is obviously where the landing gear retracts into and the, all the crap is kept, that that's quite baffled off of the yeah. the engine noise. You all know? the gubbins. I, I think yeah. B deck is where you've got the, the, the plant rooms and yes. you know the engine room and the engine parts and stuff like that are all on B deck. Yeah. yeah. Um, and they go into this storage room, which looks great, you know, with its spare spacesuits hanging up and the, to me, very uh, silent running orange yeah. walls there, you know. Um, we've said before that we could see, you know, Alien and Blade Runner sharing... Uh, oh, the same universe, yeah. but I think Silent Running as well. Yeah, I, 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 so. I can see the Nostromo having to go off with to get this ore because the Earth, like yeah. in Silent Running, it, 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 it's it, it, it's a ruined, blighted place, isn't it? Yeah, and while this is happening, uh, Freeman Lowell is uh, playing with Huey, Dewey, and Louie. Yes, yeah, I yeah. can see it. Yeah, yeah I can Again, see very, very lived in world. Yeah, and I can world. see Huey, Dewey, and Louie <laughs> a lot more beat up, but I can see them. Uh, helping out on the Nostromo. Yeah. I wonder how Parker would get on with them. <laughs> He's not going to give them cuddly names, is he? I can see Brett playing cards with them. Yeah. Definitely. And cheating. And cheating. <laughs> okay, so we've we, we've got the Jones scene. Yeah. Um, I, I always wonder, you know, how did Jones get in there? Yeah, I I mean, I don't... I don't... I love Jones, but I don't quite understand the necessity of letting the cat have free run of the ship that just seems madness to me i want to know how jones gets up and down those ladders well to be fair maggie can climb a ladder oh can she yeah well, uh. if, you, if if we go up into the loft we have to be very careful the locker room and so well, where she's up that ladder she's oh, can't right. get down them okay but all right wouldn't it be funny if there's actually a lift that no one else has discovered but the cat's found it? well like, like a mini dumb waiter yeah, and like Mary Mungo and Midge, a little mouse comes out on <laughs> Jones's nose and presses the button. There's a, there's a blast for the past. Yes, Mary Mungo yeah, and Midge. yeah, for our UK listener. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, it's a terrific moment. Yes, um, you know, it I makes can't no rem- sense. This, this is the one bit, and I think it's a, because the rest of the film is so perfect, I can forgive this as a sort of, okay, Ridley, you're having your little love. The, the bit that where, like, Brett, they send Brett off to get the cat again, mm. <laughs> and it's like everyone in the audience is going, "What? No, no you never do that. Yeah, you never, never that, do it, that. that. Yeah, this is the moment that that, that is a bit dumb, isn't it? Yeah. You know, because it, it, it's the one bit that plays a bit cheap, a bit plot pointy, but yeah, I forgive it. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I know it's coming. It <coughs> makes me jump every time because it's just so bloody loud. Um, with the cut to the hissing Jones yeah. coming oh, yeah. out, yeah. Uh, I knew it was coming because I had read the photo novel and yes. uh, uh, yeah. before I saw Alien for the first time. Um, but it is a dumb thing. I mean, they've got a motion detector which can detect movement in a locker. They can detect movement of a cat in a locker. Why not continue using the motion detector to find Jones? Yeah. Well, I. I this whole motion detector thing I don't quite get because 
because uh, Ripley asks Ash what's at key off, and he embarrassingly says uh, micro changes in, in air density. density. <laughs> like he knows it's bollocks. Um, so I'm presuming it's reading changes in the air. How is it reading it through a locker? Yeah, and how much movement is Jones yeah. doing inside that locker? But it doesn't pick up uh, an eight-foot-tall bipedal alien. Yeah, it's, it's a locked yeah. locker. There is no changes yeah. in air density. Yeah, I don't know how he got in it either, unless he's a he's very clever cat. Perhaps he's not a cat, perhaps he's an alien. Hmm. You know. Hmm. Alright, okay, so Brett goes off, Brett meets his end... Uh, yep. All to be featured in the Brett yes. episode. Of course, there's a deleted scene here because uh, originally Parker and Ripley come in and they see the alien taking yes. him well, into the yeah. ducks. Well, there, again, there's there's sort of three different versions, isn't it? There's a version from the factual cut where you didn't you didn't see it. Then you've got one version where they run in and it's fairly sort of blood free, and then you've got the version where they run in, which is in the uh, director's cut at the moment. They run in and you see blood dripping down. And Parker gets dripped on quite a yeah. bit by it, doesn't he? Yes, which does does present a bit of continuity error later because his t-shirt I, hasn't got blood I, all over. I, th- it. I think he went and changed. Yeah, I think he got changed. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I I prefer you know the the, the hard cut. Parker is the full stop to that scene because it just yeah. cuts to him saying whatever it was, it was big. Yeah. Um, and he is shaken, isn't he? His yeah. best friend has gone. Well, he's because he's seen it, isn't he? He's seen the alien. His best buddy's gone. They were expecting and, this yeah. long penis, basically, yeah. weren't they? Yeah. And that you could they, catch they in a net. Massive creature, um, and and he knows that Brett's gone. You know, I know Lambert. Sort of, is there? A, you know, could, could they want Brett alive? And uh, Ripley's sort of, nope, nope, it's gone. But yeah, I think Parker knows that. Brett's dead, and yeah, it's his best buddy, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, and he says this son of a bitch is huge, yeah. it's like a man um, when he says that, Ash says, Cain's yeah. Cain's son. son, I never ever heard that, right, I never heard it at all, oh, and, right. I, and I, 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 you know, with my cassette recorder at the cinema yeah. I recorded onto C90 cassettes the audio of Alien used to play it over and over again, yeah. and I've never heard. I never hear Ash saying that. Do you know what really? I thought he always said? What? It's gained some. Gained oh, gained some, some weight. As in, yeah, it's yeah. it's grown in size. I never got Kane oh, son right. at all. Hmm. It's weird the different ways you. Does it annoy you now that you hear it the other way? No, 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 no. I don't mind it. Um, but Parker there, I mean, all the wind is out of him, you know. There's no argument uh, to him making up, you know, four incinerator, incinerator units. He just goes off and does it, doesn't yeah. he? Yeah. Yeah, he, um, again, he's a competent engineer, anyways. Yeah, he's just going off and doing it. He's His bolshiness has been knocked out of him. Mm-hmm. Which, again, it's not... I don't think it's that's his real personality, is it? That's his... That's his face that he presents, and, and Brett's death has hit him hard. He's, yes. Yeah, he's, he's all he's alone now, now isn't yeah. he? Yeah, and he, yeah. he follows... He, yeah, he doesn't question Dallas's orders after this point, does he? No, no. And he's teamed up with Lambert yeah. for the next bit, which is, um, you know, when Dallas is going to go into the um, into the ducks. Yeah. Um, which is a silly plan. <laughs> yes. Um... It is, um, and we again we 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 will 
talk all about that when we yes. do the Lambert and Dallas scenes. Um, we get a lovely shot of the incinerator uh, when Parker slams it down on yeah. the table. You can see the row so of tank yeah. wheels that are on yes, it. Yes, it's, it's a great shot. And there's a great shot in the photo novel. Yes, there is. He wants to build one. Um, but yeah, I love, he's like, uh, we just found this there. No Dallas, no blood, nothing. Nothing, yeah. So, I mean, him saying that, we found it there. I guess they went into the duct. Yeah, Parker would have had to have gone in. I can see Lambert going in. Um, Ripley would. Um, but yeah, I think Parker's probably gone in, worked his way all back to where Dallas was, and uh, that's just laid there. I wouldn't do that, would you? No. Scary stuff. Yeah, indeed, indeed. All right, so again, we've got another See, deleted scene. Huey, Dewey, and Louie, they could have sent that. Imagine them trying to get through those ducks. It's <laughs> 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 jammed. <laughs> um, there's another deleted scene um, straight after this, which is when Parker goes off to uh, refill yes. the incinerators and he spots the alien yes. by the airlock door, doesn't he? Yes, so this, this I mean, it's in the novelization. Well worth a read. Um, yeah, and this got to the point where they filmed some of it, but then it was decided not to bother. I think the only bits it. they filmed are the bits of uh, Ripley and Lambert up on the flight deck with Parker yes. calling on the thing. So, so yeah, Parker sees the uh, sees the alien by the airlock. I'm pres well, yeah, it would have been a, it would have been a strange because that airlock is very very brightly lit. Yes. And I think at this point you don't want to see the alien brightly lit. Um, but yeah, he he spots it, so he calls up to the the bridge uh, th with the idea that if they cycle the airlock door, the alien will go in, uh, and then they can trap it in there, blow it out to space. But an alarm goes off and the alien jumps out and loses an arm um, which again you don't you don't really see any of that uh, damage later on um, but the one holdover it does have of course is a lot of people wonder why Ripley's nose is bleeding Ripley's got a nosebleed yeah. Yeah, and yeah. it's from this scene yeah because yeah I mean when when it loses its arm uh, it, the acid comes out yeah. Ripley goes down to see what's up goes down to parker and that's when you have the decompression of that yep. bit of the corridor and that is why yeah i mean if you watch the theatrical cut the next time you see ripley she's very sweaty yep. she's got a, like a, a a round mark on her right cheek and yeah if you look very carefully there is the start of the nosebleed yep. yeah yeah and it's from it's from this scene um, but it, it, it's one of those scenes where 
it was it was known about because it, it's in a novelization it was known about in sort of in the early days when i was you know first saw the films and that um and it was one of those scenes where everyone wished it was back in the film and i don't know I no don't, i don't know especially don't when you see the old ridley graham um, yeah. of of the alien rather gracefully jumping and leaping like a ballet dancer yeah. um, out of the thing but also the other thing is that uh, the reason it um, you know it doesn't succeed is just as the, you know Parker goes now now the emergency klaxon goes off yeah and it's ash of course and it? it is ash yeah. and we and, and again when we do the ash episode uh, we find out when Ripley goes in and talks to mother one of the things she asks mother is who set off the klaxon yeah and mother says ash you know um i prefer it not being in yeah i i think it's a bit it's a little bit heavy-handed um and i just don't think it would have worked seeing the alien in in full light no we need that for the very end exactly yeah Yeah, by the end of the film you've gone okay it's obviously a guy in a suit, but you, you've got me film. I'll go with it. It's like the shark in Jaws. Looks like a big rubber dildo, but you've got me. I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll you're invested suspend. in it, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, exactly. And I think at this point, because this would have been the first, because we've seen we've seen sort of weird shots of it when it attacks Brett. This would have been the first clear view of it. And it's like, no, no. Hmm. Yeah. All right. Okay. Um, Parker says he's not for drawing straws. Yeah. He's for cleaning that. Damn thing right now, yeah, isn't he? Because yeah, Lam- Lambert sort of suggests just uh, leaving in the shuttle, and then we get the the, which again seems stupid, but then think of the Titanic, um, where the lifeboat can't hold the whole crew, mm. um, and it's like uh, you think, what? What? If that's stupid. And you think, yeah, okay, I can see that. But also, mm. also, I mean, they never call it a lifeboat; they just call it a shuttle. Yeah. And I've always taken that it was never meant for emergencies. It's for if the Nostromo, you know, somebody from the Nostromo has to go to another ship, yeah, you use yeah. the shuttle rather than well, dock. Well, you don't, you don't want to offer your crew an easy answer. So you want your crew to stay and save your cargo mm. if you're the company, don't you? You don't want to offer them a quick, easy way to escape. You know, it's like, oh, the, uh, the air's run out. Let's vacuum abandoned ship. No, mm. you want them to stay on board. So I, I can quite believe that that, that is the case. Mm. Um, yeah. All right. So uh, he backs down to Ripley. Ripley, yeah. you, you know, barks orders. And okay, let's hear it. Let's hear it. And uh, he goes off to refill his incinerator. Yeah. And, and he doesn't want Ash going with him. Well, th- here's the question. Ripley says, you know, Ash go with him. Ash gets up to go with him, yeah. and he says, No, Ash, don't follow me. What would have happened if Ash had gone with Parker? Would Ash have killed Parker? No, I don't. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think. Um, I don't think Ash would kill someone outright. I think he would let them die one by from one. The alien, one by one. Yeah, I don't think he would have just, you know, because it. It's like he doesn't. He doesn't try and kill Ripley until there's no other course of action mm. and then he tries to do it in a sort of uh, a way that could I suppose be explained in a way um, that it might I don't know she, she tripped over and fell on a porno mag I don't know. <laughs> um, it's all Parker's fault <laughs> yeah but uh, yeah I don't think he would have I mean he might have done 
I think that would have been too too cliched, wouldn't it? Mm. And I, do, I don't want to see Parker going out like that. No, uh, but but I mean that moment is is when Parker comes back. He comes back to yes. save Ripley. It, um, this little cubby hole. I'm guessing that's like Parker and Brett's little cubby hole. Yeah, because, I imagine that's their. Yeah, little, uh, yeah. They've got they've got 20th century uh, pornography up on the yeah, walls, it, haven't they? It, it is funny because it would be like going into a factory and someone's taped up 16th century lithographs <laughs> of, of porn of someone's ankles. Yeah, um, but it, it it does fit to what they are. They're truckers in space, aren't they? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm sure you can remember. I, I certainly can. Used to go to every garage, and there would be nudie calendars up everywhere. Can I give you a little, yeah. uh, a little aside? Go on, a, li- a little, uh, a little wander into your history. Yes, you? yes. Um, sorry about this, listener. We'll, we'll we'll continue in a minute. You've just reminded me. Uh, when I used to go to college, do you remember when trains here in in England? You know, you would have just you open the door and you've got a long row of seats either side facing each other, so you were in yeah, one like single on compartment. Train. No, 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 no. Oh, oh, the, oh, yeah. Sorry, carriage train. Yeah, like um, like you see on Dad's army. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You had no side yes. corridor where you could like like, like yeah. you, you see him from Russia with love. If you imagine just those compartments like that, yeah. so you had a door on one you side. Stuck on it. If you yeah. Had to have a wee, you have no hope. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You had no way of getting out until the yeah. train stopped. You had a, a door on one side, door on the other side of the train, and you had two long rows of like settees, basically. Yeah. Well, you know, and one day, me and my friends, we were in one of those, and we were coming back, you know, from college, and we were not far off of the town where most of them were going to get out. And what we used to do, we used to mess around because you know we were only teenagers and that, yeah. and one of us lifted up the the seats the cushions lifted up you you, you know because people used to write in there i was in here with my girlfriend and i did this right and we lifted up and there was a porno mag under the seat right so yes well we're flicking through it right and the train's just arriving okay and we're the only ones in this otherwise you know we wouldn't have been doing that and and you know everybody but me was getting off right as the train, getting off the train, I hope. Yes, <laughs> getting off the train. As the train this pulls in, going to dark yes. yes, and it's about five o'clock. So you've got all the commuters there. Yeah. All these people are going to get on. Everybody's getting out of this carriage except me. One of them, he opened it up to the centre spread, tore the magazine in half, right, ripped it down the middle, threw all the pages up in the air. And then they got out, and I was left alone with all these pages by pornography. Now, 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 I would have thought, just get out, Eric, and get into another carriage. Yeah. But I didn't. I just mortified. I just was left there, and all these people got on. And I, all I could think of doing was just close my eyes and pretend to be asleep. Yeah. <laughs> so that's my abiding memory of uh, yeah, finding porno mags. Oh dear. We used to find them in hedgerows and that, didn't we? You did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I guess the internet has got rid of all it's that now, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. It now. You don't see um, you don't see them for sale in the news agents anymore either. No. On the top well, row. Had, um, when I when I when I was working for WH Smith, they introduced this thing called a vanity cover, and it was a, a plastic bag, and they were a pain in the ass. Well, it depends on the magazine you're reading, I suppose. But yeah, it was awful because we we had to bag them up to send them out. So you you all the porno mags you'd put into these vanity covers. And basically, it's a uh, it's got a transparent window for the title, and then <laughs> everything else is covered up. 
Um, but then when they come back, you have to take them out because you have to scan them back oh. in. So, ah, oh, it, it was just an absolute <laughs> nightmare. Um, was there a magazine called Pain in the Arse? I'm sure there was lots of, uh, lots of... Lots um, of... Specialist. Lots of those magazines. Specialist magazines, yes. Um, so tame now, though. You it, think back to... Yeah, those copies of Razzle and everything. Razzle, yeah. <laughs> Readers' wives. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's get back on track. Let's get back. I, yes. I, I blame Parker. If he wasn't... Parker, yeah. If he wasn't such a dirty boy, he wouldn't have had such things on the wall, and therefore we wouldn't be talking about such things, would we? No, no. All right, so here we go then. Parker comes yes. in, um, you know, to stop Ash. I guess he just assumes he can easily pull this scientist off yes. of Ripley, and he can't, and he gets, he gets a squeeze. A, he gets a squeeze nipple, doesn't he? He does oh, get a squeeze I, I nipple makes, for his trouble. Makes my eyes water whenever <laughs> yeah. that happens, because it, it's so well played. It's, yeah, Ian Holm puts his fingers into his uh, into his chest. Ash is brilliant. Parker, He's yeah. so slow oh, great, yeah. in his... Movement, you, isn't it? And he? you can't stop him. He's the Terminator, I tell you. Um, yeah, it's it, it's great. And then um, yeah, Parker's scream of pain. Um, and then he uh, he picks up the fire extinguisher. And um, and it, it. I mean, I I begrudge anyone that hasn't seen this film before to not be shocked when he knocks Ash's head off. It's so well done. Yeah, that first one, I mean, it just oh, knocks it partially yeah. off, doesn't it? Yeah. When he hits it first time. And I, I've watched that frame by frame, thinking, oh, was, this is this is amazing. It's, it's perfect. I know that later on when it's when it's sat atop him, you can see it's got no legs or anything, but it, when he knocks the head off, it's just amazing. Yep, um, yep. And it comes off completely with the second yeah. whack, doesn't it? Yeah. And, uh, yeah, he's an android. Goes he's a goddamn robot. He's yeah. a, Ash is a goddamn robot. Yeah. I love I love the fact that Parker is robots and spaceships and rockets and it. it's not he doesn't bother with anything. It's just normal normal talk. Um, and then uh, yeah, Ash attacks him again. But then we get that wonderful continuity error. That once you notice it, is um, you just can't take your eyes off it. Is the fact that because Ash rips his shirt. Yes. And then they obviously had to refilm the bit before it, so he's just Parker's there with a, a lovely big punk style safety pin holding his shirt together. <laughs> it's brilliant. Yeah, I I um, like the fact you know he is attacked again. Yes. Um, and he's actually saved by Lambert. Lambert yeah, actually Lambert. saves Parker's life, doesn't she? Yeah, sticks the cattle prod into his uh, into his neck hole. Because mm. um, yeah, it's it shows how dangerous these androids are. Even without a head, it's gonna. I mean, it's almost always to the point where it's going to kill him, isn't it? Yes. If Lambert yeah. hadn't been there, yeah. he would have, he would have had it. Yeah. So we've got the ash head on the table scene. Yes. Yep. Um, and Parker doesn't want Ripley to plug him in at all. No. How come the company sent us a goddamn robot? All I can think of is they must have wanted the alien for the weapons division. He's been protecting it right along. Parker, will you plug it in? Um, I don't know what. Because he may know how to kill it. Ash, can you hear me? Ash! 
Yes, I can hear you. What was your special order? You read it. I thought it was clear. What was it? Bring back life form. Priority one. All other priorities rescinded. There's a damn company. What about our lives, you son of a bitch? I repeat, all other priorities are rescinded. How do we kill it, Ash? There's got to be a way of killing it. How? How do we do it? You can't. Bullshit. You still don't understand what you're dealing with, do you? Perfect organism. Its structural perfection is matched only by its hostility. You admire it. I admire its purity. A survivor. And all clouded by conscience, remorse, or delusions of morality. Look, I've heard enough of this, and I'm asking you to pull the plug. Last word. What? I can't lie to you about your chances, but... You have my sympathies. Well, to be fair, he's, he's just almost been killed by this robot. Yep. I, I, I'm sort of with him, but yeah, Ripley wants, thinks that Ash might be able to tell him how to kill the the creature he's not he's just wonderfully smug yeah yeah and yeah, you know parker's yeah, yeah. Pa parker's eyes oh, is a fantastic scene and and i yeah. will have played it in full and we will continue playing it <laughs> throughout the uh the, the, our looks at the nostromo um but uh yeah no he is quite polite now all this uh antagonism towards ripley is gone yeah, he, he so. says look i'm asking you you know i've, I've heard enough and I'm asking yeah. you to please pull, pull the plug, yeah. you know? Yeah. And then he gets the uh, the great scene of firing the real fire extinguisher. Yeah, I mean, he he, head, he yeah. doesn't have to do it, does he? he no, I, I mean, like, Parker's been... Yeah. Uh, sorry, Ash has been switched off with that smug yeah. smile on his face. Again, it's the... Parker's got to get the last word, and this is getting the last word with him, isn't it? It's like yeah. He just looks back, and he's in that torn shirt, and he's... It's just super. He's like the epitome of cool. Yeah. And he just roasts him. What I don't like is when you know you see that close-up of Ash's skull being torched. It's obvious there's no nose hole, uh, uh, nose holes. It's just a solid, yeah. like well, wax skull. Well, the latex skull. burns off immediately, and then it's the wax underskeleton. And it's just solid, isn't it? Scene. Yeah. No. No. Um, no, it's great. It's a great scene. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, yeah, and then um, we get. Because they, they then decide that Ripley decides that they're just going to uh, blow up the ship, set off the uh, the turn off the cooling, explode the reactors, and make it off in the Narcissus. Um, and I love the scene where she goes to Parker. How when I switch off the the cooling, how Not long? <laughs> two minutes. Is that is it two minutes? He goes, you won't need the rocket to fly, to fly through space. space. <laughs> I love it. I just love the mental yeah. image of all, yeah. all three of them flying through space yeah. in a Looney Tunes way yeah. after yeah. it's blown up, you know. It's superb. Yep. So uh, he and Lambert go down to B-deck yes. um, to get the bottles of coolant. Yeah. 
um, and he's standing guard over Lambert. Um, and it's the same jo- room that they found Jones in because you've got those yes, yeah. silent running Tactic orange things, panels yeah. on the wall. I love the, uh, I love the futuristic shopping cart. <laughs> it is a shopping trolley, yeah, basically. It, is, it looks useless. Um, but yeah, that's so they're getting out the uh, the coolant, and I love it. I like the probably like me, you can hear it, the clang clang of the coolant. Cylinder. Yes, oh, it's so atmospheric. Um, yeah, and they neither sort of realizes that our chum is back. Yeah, yeah, and of course we we keep cutting away to Ripley, who's who's yes, getting the shuttle yeah, ready and then going off after Jones. Yeah, she's doing the sensible thing. She's trying to get the cat. Yeah. Um, <laughs> even though we've surmised that before that the cat is actually Ashes. Um, yes. You know, um, but Ripley, yeah, she she, I, I that would be me. Everyone always goes, why the hell would you go? You've never had a cat. I'd be going back there. I'd be screwing over my shipmates to save that cat. Sorry. You've just you've yeah. just raised a question that has never occurred to me before. Yes, it's Ash's cat. I mean, the photo of Jones is on Ash's yep. console. Is Jones an android? <gasps> has Ash sent Jones down to the lockers to start killing them off? Do you know what? That could explain a lot. It could, couldn't it? Yeah. Little android cat. Oh, there's a spin-off. No, none of this concentration camp rubbish. I want, to, I want the adventures of Robot James. He might have been because he was going. How did he get into that locker to jump out? Mm. That was all planned. It was planned. Yeah, and he was planned to meow at that moment to yep. get Ripley to go after well, him. Who's? Yeah, I was going to say who's there when all these people die. The alien doesn't. I mean, it, it knocks him about a bit in his little cage, but doesn't try and kill him. No. I think because I think it's hit and gone. Oh, it's a robot. Yes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's, a cy- it's a cyber pussy. Yes. All right. So the, we have their death scene. Um, yes. Um, the big chap appears. Um, you know, Lambert is you know stunned into. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I. Every time I watch this, it, it, it's a bit like. Um, a bit like other films where even though you know what the ending is it's so well written you you, you constantly think just this once they might make it and I, I just every time I think just ditch Lambert she's useless get rid of her because she just stands there yeah she's frozen in yeah. terror isn't she and and yeah. Parker says get out of the way Lambert it's going to kill us yeah um, I I I did think well why why does it go for Lambert first because you know she's easy pickings you know yeah. you, you, you would have think yeah, you know, if they don't know that it's there, it would go for Parker first because Parker's, you know, you know well, stronger, Parker, and he's got the incinerator. Got, yeah, I was going to say he's got the flamethrower unit. Yeah, you would think he would be the threat, unless the alien, because they say that it's, um, you know, it's the perfect organism. Perhaps it's just so confident in itself, it's like it's dismissed him. Like, mm. you know, or it's racist. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so what we see on the screen is different from what's in the script. In yes. the script and the Alan Dean Foster novel, Parker is killed instantly. Yeah. Um, and what we see on the screen is it looks like he tries to reconnect a hose to the incinerator or something, then decides to run towards the alien yeah. and is well, he, knocked aside. He grabs a, a hay baling hook. I don't know what that's doing down there. Oh, is that what he grabs? Yeah, it's yeah, it's a hay, it's a, a hay baling hook that you use for picking up hay bales. I mean, fair do to the guy. He's going to attack something that's got acid for blood with a pokey bit of metal. 
um, yeah, he, he then runs, and I love because this is. I think the the alien in these scenes is the way it's shot. It's perfect. It's dark. It's dim. It's moving weirdly, um, and it swings round and knocks him flying, um, and it's it's great. I don't think this would have worked in the bright airlock scene. No, you know? no, 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 no. Would have. Um, and yeah, so it uh, it then grabs him, um, and um, he's he's screaming all the time, isn't he? Get away! Get away! He's still trying to get Lambert to save herself mm. um, so yeah it's, it's quite a heroic death but then uh, he gets the uh, the old teeth through the skull he, it's, it's quite poignant because he gets yeah. the same death as his best friend his, Yeah, that's exactly yeah. what happened to, to Brett isn't it yeah compare this to the death of General Perez <laughs> similar death isn't it well they both die that's the similarity yeah, yeah. They, both, they both get a uh, uh, an inner jaw to the skull. Yes. Um, but in this, you're both shocked, terrified, and really upset. And then in general, Perez, you're looking at your phone going, ah, oh, is this still going? <laughs> yeah. Um, this split second that you see yes. of, of, of the brains coming out when the tongue goes yes. in, which is in the photo novel, I oh, remember studying yeah. that. The trouble is, in the fo- it shows you, yeah, I you studied it to death in the photo novel, trying to work out what it was, because it does in no way look like someone's head. Well, it's like a melon. Did you know that what they actually use, that's actually, when you see the, the, the head be pierced, yeah. that's actually Ian Holmes' head. Oh, is it? They know. used another casting of the head that they sculpted of Ian Holm for the ash yeah. severed head, and and painted it. That is actually so they, that's Ian Holm in blackface. Basically, yes, for that split oh, second. Um, and as I say, in the script and in the Alan Dean Foster novel, yeah. um, he's killed instantly. But yes. a lot more to this was actually filmed, and um, it's it was meant to be far more violent. And graphic than this, yeah. but it it was toned right down in the editing by Terry Rawling. He uh, decided to a- actually make it as brief as it is, and I think it works terrifically. I think it's a, it's a great death scene. It's, it's one of the best. Um, does that did, uh, did any of those scenes exist? I've never seen them. Of what? 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 Further violence? Yeah. Further no, violence. I, I, I've, I've never seen any. I mean, it's yeah. quite extensive. The, uh, the outtakes and everything right. on, on the Blu-ray, but yeah, I, I they're not in there. If they existed, I think we would have seen them by now. Where there's money to be made, Fox will be there. Yes. Um, yeah, I, I think it's an almost perfect sequence. Mm, yeah. Um, it's shocking, it really is. It gets, and it, like I say, every time I watch it, I think, oh, come on, Parker, you can just make it. Yeah. Just go on, shoot it. Yes. Well, shoot of course, you know, I, you, you know, of course, famously. You know, Ridley Scott used to hide from Yafat Koto. Yes. To yeah. the degree that you know somebody would call Ridley when he was on his way to the studio and say Yafat's at the main gate, so he would yeah. have to go round to the back door. And on the day of filming of Parker's death, Yafat was like, "No, no, I'm going to kill it. I'm going to kill it. Yeah. I'm not going to yeah. die." Yeah. <laughs> you know, I imagine there's a somewhere there's a, a, a piece of footage that, that where. Um, Whoever was, I, I don't know whether it was um, who was playing the alien in this scene because various people played him during the film. But can you imagine that he goes to attack Parker and, and Yafet Koto just beats him, just, <laughs> just punched him in the neck? That is method, that is. Uh, Blimey. Um, are you aware of people that swear 
blind that when Parker, with a very bloody mouth, says, get out of the room to Lambert, other people swear blind that he says, God damn you. He doesn't say, get out of the room. No, I've always read it as... Well, yeah, I mean, it's it's in the script, it's in the the comic book adaptation, it's in the photo novel um, that he actually says, "God damn you!" So I think it's people who you know watched yeah. it, but then since then they've read the book or they've read the comic adaptation and just got it confused. Yeah, Be- I, I mean, because it. It's basically what he's been saying. He, he repeats that a few times to Lambert, doesn't he? Yeah, get, get out of the way. Get out, get yeah. out of the way. Get out. And I think it's just th- that point he's in shock and he's just repeating that. But I, yeah, that pro- comic I mean, that you've got, you know yeah. that you, you know that you've got that yeah. beautiful oversized uh, oh, so Simonson book. Yeah, cheap. yeah. In that, the very last words yeah. uh, Parker ever says is "God damn you!" as he runs to yeah. uh, well, I, kill the alien. Yeah, I I sort of understand because. There's other films and, and stuff where I I absolutely 100% know for a fact that I'm right, that I'm wrong. I mean, the, the, the classic one is the... Um, I, I, I would have put anything on the fact that the, uh, the, the tagline for Texan bars was a man's got to chew what a man's got to chew, and it wasn't. <laughs> but my brain has, has mixed that up, and I think this is, this is what happens at it. People, because the... the um, Simonson adaptation was out there in the novelization. People read it, then they watch the film once and they over. I mean, for until it was on telly, my brother maintained that the alien killed the cat. Right. And then when we watched it on telly for the first time, you go, "Oh, they've cut that. It kills that cat." <laughs> well, they, he swore blind. He actually thought it was cut. Remembered. Yeah, he thought it was cut because he said they, it kills the cat, and he had filled that in. It's, it's what is it, the Mandela effect or whatever they call it? Mm. Um, yeah, people do it, and you get it with Doctor Who as well, where people swear blind. Yeah, they, 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 yeah. Like they've seen other versions. Yeah, yeah. 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 Mm. Um, I mean, what what human memory is just terrible. Well, mine is, um, but yeah, I've always read it as get out of the way, get out of the room. Yes, yeah. Oh, well. All right. Perhaps you can play it on this, and people can make their own mind. Up. Oh, I, I, all right. I, I'll, yeah. I'll dig that out and bung it in. Yeah. All right. Okay. And then you listen to it and go, oh, he does say God damn you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. the last ten minutes and make us look stupid or something. Mm. All right, so R.I.P. Parker, yeah. whatever your first oh. name was. But we'll be talking Denny, about him Denny. again, you know. I mean, this yes. is the beauty of Alien is... You, even though it's so intertwined, and all these characters are going to be intertwined. Yeah, he's going to come back when we're talking about Brett. Yeah. He's going to come back when we're talking about Dallas, Ripley, Lambert. He's never true. No, no. Uh, unfortunately, Yafat has. He, yeah, he has left us, hasn't shock, he? Yeah. yeah. He was born in 1939. Yafat was in New York. Yeah. Um, started acting on Broadway, and um, his film debut was in 1963 uh, in an uncredited role for. For in four for Texas, and uh, then he was an extra in the Thomas Crown Affair in '68. Um, I didn't know this. In 1967, he released a single. Oh did you, did God! You know I that? did not know that. Yeah. That's something we got to track down. Yeah, I, I wonder if alien collectors, you know, seek it out. Uh, the two tracks. Well, they will be now. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, the two tracks were: Have you ever seen the blues? And have you dug his scene? Other two songs. 
Right. He's a versatile man. He was very versatile and had an awful lot of uh, uh, TV appearances. Yep. Um, unfortunately, um, you just know it, what he'll be. Uh, he was in the Ron Ely Tarzan oh, series. No. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll leave it at that. He was also in Bonanza. He was in the High Chaparral, Hawaii Five O, Gunsmoke, uh, Raid on Entebbe, where he played Idi Amin. Oh, yeah, Idi Amin was good in that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Fantasy Island, he was in that. He was in the A-Team. But, of course, everybody knows him from uh, Live and Let Die. Yes. Mr. Katanga. Yes. Yeah. Did you it sounds vaguely racist now. It, it sounds Lenny Henry to me, yeah. that name. Um, yeah. And, and at 33 at the time, he was the youngest actor to, to ever play a, a Bond villain. Yeah. Because he wanted to play Bond, didn't he? All during the making of that, he said, get rid of Roger Moore. I... <laughs> Hire me instead. That see, see, that is totally in keeping. Yeah, with Parker, yeah. <laughs> is, I'm not going to be the bad guy. I'll be the main dude. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, yeah. He's really, really good. I mean, he gets probably the silliest death of any uh, Bond villain. But it is very great, silly that yeah. death. I've, I, I've got a still, and it just looks, oh, it looks terrible. Good, it? It's a just at the moment of the explosion and it, it's a Looney Tune come to life well it doesn't it doesn't help that they when they're doing that that sort of model shot of the, the thing they then zoom in digitally I suppose it would have been optically then but it, it then goes very blurred very close up of that dummy and it's oh what were you thinking it's not good is it it's not no. good um, but apparently he was very happy to be back in England you know yeah. to do Alien because that's where he had spent like four months at that studio, you know, yeah. doing Live and Let Die. So he, he, he was happy he, to be back. He always maintained, and I don't know whether it was um, uh, tongue-in-cheek or not, but he always maintained that he was descended from Queen Victoria, didn't he? I think he was being tongue-in-cheek there, yeah. yes. Um, I absolutely did not know this, but... <coughs> sorry. Um, a, a memo from Paramount seems to suggest that he was one of them being considered for the role of Jean-Luc Picard. Really? In, oh God, in Star Trek good. Next Generation. Yeah. 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 Hmm. Yeah, I can see him doing it. I can see him doing it, yeah. He, yeah. He, he would have been sort of a Cisco before Cisco yeah. appeared. Yeah, um, he's got yeah, the gravitas. He's definitely oh, got the God, gravitas yeah. of um, old Patrick Stewart, hasn't he? Definitely, yeah. Yeah, um, he, he retired from acting in films in the 1990s, although he um, kept on going in TV. Um, I had never got very far through the game, but apparently he reprised the role of Parker for Alien Isolation. Oh, right. Um, I've got the game. I've never managed to get through it. I get killed. Like the, the Nostromo edition, I get killed almost instantly. So do I. Time. So do yeah. I. So, yeah. Uh, what else? Game, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, it's terrific. Um, his eldest son, Fred, is a very successful officer in the uh, San Jose Police Department. Oh, very good. Um, and he turned down Do you the road. the way to San Jose? Well, Fred does. Yeah. Um, well, and I hope so. Yeah, I didn't know this. He turned down the role of Lando Calrissian. Really? Yeah. That would have that been seems... a different Lando. That would have, yeah. Slight, slightly less uh, rapey, probably. Can you imagine if he played it as Parker? Oh, that would have been brilliant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and yeah, he turned it down. He thought he would be typecast if he appeared in a Star Wars film. He would be right. typecast, you know. Right. It'd been a, um, well, I suppose I was going to say it'd been a, a 
convention opportunity for life. But he had that with Alien. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, my second favourite Yafat Koto role after right. Parker is Alonzo Mosley in Midnight Run. Because oh, I think he, he is absolutely so brilliant. So oh, he is brilliant. I, I mean, that's comedy genius. Yeah, that was one of the films I... Um, one of my first films I projected. Oh, was it? That's in my first couple of months. Yeah. 88, 89, that was. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, as I say, my second favourite Yafet character and role. But he didn't enjoy making the film at all. Yeah. But that was his favourite role. Of all the roles he did, Alonzo Mosley was his favourite. Yeah. Hmm. And I think that's about it. Uh, he was sick. I remember, yeah, I remember there was a... I can't remember whose show it was. It might have been the Louis Theroux show. But they, they decided to test the theory that um, New York cabbies are racist. So they, they on the side corner of the street, they had Yafet Koto in a business suit. What, the real Hold, Yafet Koto? Real Yafet Koto, yeah. They, have, you know, they brought him into the programme and said, you know, he's on the side of the thing. And then next to him, about 20 yards down the street, they had a white guy dressed as a serial killer so bloody shirt <laughs> and almost every taxi cab they both hailed at the same time would drive past Jaffa Kota no yep and pick up this guy and then they decided to try and even it out so they had Jaffa Kota hold up a sign saying I'm award winning actor Kota. <laughs> you know I have Oscars to my name sort of thing and still the, the taxi drivers would bypass him oh good lord um, yeah, it was amazing. I, I, if anyone has that section from whatever program it was, it was brilliant. I, I want to see it. Good, yeah. <laughs> I want to see it. Good grief! All right, um, he was a tall bloke. Oh, yeah, oh, he was yeah. A big fella. six foot four. Yeah, I didn't realise he was that tall. With him? Oh, no, I would not. Uh, and uh, Jean Rattali. Uh, he's only got a Jean Rattali of six. That's quite low yeah. uh, so far on our list. Uh, Night Gallery was the first yeah. thing he was in. Then Alien. Then I remember him in it. He, he was uh, in The Running Man, wasn't he? Oh, yes. Yeah, you're right. He was, yeah. Yeah. And then he was in Freddy's Dead. That hasn't aged well. No, no. I, yeah. oh, no. Yeah. Fred, Fred, Fred is Dead, yeah. I went to cinema to see that as mm -hmm. well. Uh, then he, he was, was in... Right in that, yeah. Oh, was he? Uh, Psychiatrist guy, wasn't he? I don't know. I never saw it. Yeah. Uh, then he was in Sequest DSV. I never used to watch that. I watched the first episode and I thought, well, this is bollocks. Uh, voyage to the bottom uh, of the sea for us, eh? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't want talking dolphins. I want um, <laughs> talking lobster men <laughs> hiding in air ducts. And then he was in the Puppet Masters. Oh, right. From uh, 1994. Is that the um, the Charles Band type films? That's right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, right. No, I've not never yeah, really been yeah. into them. So that's his genre tally. Uh, that's Mer not bad. But no, it's okay. But they were a lot higher, John Hurt, you know. Yes, and, true. Uh, Van Lewin. Um, Merchandise-wise, I know there's a Parker Eagle Moss figure. Yes, I've got that. Yeah, I repainted it. It was sloppily painted. Yeah, like all oh, Eagle Moss. Shock. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, I'll send you a picture of it. Yeah, it's a good, good figure, actually. Have you not got that one? I thought you'd have... No, not yet. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to get Brett next, I think. Yeah. Because uh, there's a challenge doing his shirt. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, and... Um, yeah, there is a Necker figure now of him, isn't there, of Parker? Parker uh, and is, Brett. Yes. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Yeah, they've done the whole cast. There's a little, I've got a little um, Lego style man, Parker. They're not made by Lego, it's Kubrick or something like that. Oh, yes, yeah. You remember them? So I've got a, a Parker in that. Um, 
There wasn't a lot of merchandise. Um, the Spectrum game, got that. He's in the booklet of that. Wouldn't um, it, what about having a Parker action figure and you press a button on his back and a little bit of his head blows open? I'm not entirely sure it sold well with kids or with kids' parents. Right. Um, I, I, I wish we'd have got... Um, You're not going to you know, say the, it. The Kenner. No, no. I wish we'd have got a Kenner figure. Because, you know, they pulled the three and three quarter figures in 79 because of the sort of fury from the 18-inch the big fella. Um, and I don't... Th I think... I think uh, Reaction only did one as a very expensive box set. Oh, uh, right. Yeah, which I haven't got. I would like to get it. I thought but, you were going to say an action figure with, you know, his little cubby hole with oh, yeah. porno mags to stick on the yeah, walls with and porno stuff. Mag, yeah. De decorate your workspace with these sticky back <laughs> porno mags. Yeah. Mm. All right. I mean, I mean, the next question is redundant. Uh, do yeah. they fit in Alien? Well, of course he does. Ooh, yeah, I'd say they're the heart and soul of Alien. Yes, yeah. Um, and here we go. The big yeah. question of the day is, what do you give him for his alienness factor out of ten? Well, I think I, I think I said, I can't remember if I said it on the show or I was just speaking to you last week or whatever, And because we were talking about how to score this. And I said, for me, it's easy because from my first viewing, I've had a favourite character, and that's Parker. He gets 10 out of 10 for me. See, I haven't even bothered to um, yeah. get my pen ready, right? Um, because I, I knew him. you would give I've, him a yeah. 10. He's brilliant. He's my favourite character. I love Yafet Koto. Um, I could watch him do anything. He's brilliant. I mean, he's even believable in James Bond, and that's a weird film. Um, yeah, he's, he's great. He's always been my favourite. I've always identified with him. I think he's pitch-perfect played. Um, it's great. Yeah, 10 out of 10 all the way for me. Okay, well, he's not a 10 for me, right? Oh, no. no, I know, yeah, because I... Well, I've I've got to... Because he's not my favourite character no, that's, that's in fair, Alien. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that's number one, but also... Well, the, the trouble is, I, I find as well, I, want, I almost want to score every Alien character 10 out of 10, and we can't, because it's... It's like choosing between your children. Yeah. Um, all of them. But, yeah, I mean, so he's not my favourite after a lot of deliberation. And this was long before we even started recording this podcast. Before, even before our first episode, I, I had to think and work it out. And it's not just a case of where he sits amongst all the other characters in Alien, but it's where he sits amongst other characters in other films as well. And I have to factor that in. And because of that, I've, I've given him 9.7. Okay, that's fair. I think that's fair. All right. Um, I, th I think he's my favourite character out of the entire Alien franchise. Yeah. So you it's horrible that we've now got to think of it as a franchise. But... Yeah, I know. You know I don't like that word for yeah. this series. Um, so you don't think you're going to give anybody else a 10 out of any characters in Aliens at all? or? I... No, I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't... Yeah. I'm going to have to think long and hard about that, but... We almost need a, a an above a ten score. You know what it would do with Mad Max, where we did eleven. Well, you did but, once. Yeah, I did. I cheated. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think there might be there might be. I don't know whether there's going to be any characters that equal with him. Well, Perhaps I've, I've peaked too early. Which that's what she no, said. I can't, I can't give. <coughs> I can't give him anything less. I really can't. All right. I well, well I, I mean, they're not set in stone. You can no. uh, tweak. Later on, I mean, there might be something <laughs> in Alien Resurrection. We haven't come, you know, we haven't done all those characters yet. 
All right, well, um, with your 10, with my 9.7, that's 9.85. All right, so... That's, that's good. Okay, so he's a whole 1.1 point... No, 2.1 point, points higher than Kane, who is in second place. So, wow. um, all right, so there we go. Um, so, all right, well, that's our uh, visit to the Nostromo finished for... I now. enjoyed that. Yeah, it was like, like a breath of fresh air. It is great fun, isn't it, yeah, to, to, to it return? Is. All right. So, uh, well, next week we're back to the Antarctic, aren't we? Um, yes. Yep. For Childs. We're going to be talking about Childs next week. Yep. Um, character. Yep. And then the week after that, we're coming back. And, of course, it will be Aliens, our aliens, second visit yep. to Aliens. Um, I'll give you a clue, because you don't know who it's going to be, do you? No. All right. So... Uh, well, you, do you remember how I said in some cases we're going to do two characters because, oh, right, because either one sort of, or yeah. the other or maybe both they don't warrant enough screen time to discuss yep. for too long you'd have a very short episode alright so we've got a double bill um, okay. in two weeks time and actually it's a double act these two characters from Aliens it's our first time to be looking at the Colonial Marines and oh, these right. are and it's and it's not Vasquez and, no, that, that and Frost. Is it um, uh, Spunkmeyer and um, oh, what's would that, her name? Would, would that be Ferro? You're trying to think. Ferro, yes. You're absolutely right. Hey. Yes, Ferro and Spunkmeyer. Yes, we will be flying the friendly skies in two weeks. All right. Right. Cool. Okay. All right then, folks. Well, we'll see you in one week or two. It's up to you. All right. Yes, but hopefully we will see you. Yes, indeed. All right, we'll 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 see you over there then. All right. Nice one. Okay. Cheers, Ian. Thanks, Ian. Bye. Bye-bye. That's it, man. Game over, man. It's game over.